Valiant and it is number 204. I'm Hoosier. And I'm Josh. What's happening? It's been a month. I mean, we're gone for a month. <laughs> we're back. Yeah, we have been gone for a while. We've had like a lot of stuff come up and slow us down and things like that. So we apologize for that part of it, you know, but uh but we're here. No, we are here. We're here, and we we're talking about the full lineup of books for March for Valiant, um, and uh, something we haven't seen in months past um, is three brand new books yeah. outside of that month where we had two visitors get dropped. Um, but this is two brand new books coming out in order, type of thing. So good stuff, dude. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you're on here, make sure you're popping in the chat and saying what's up, in the whether it's on live or after the fact. Um, like a subscribe, get to these things. And uh, we're going to talk about armor clads, the Harbinger, and Shadow Man today uh, with the March issues that came out. So quite a bit came out with those. And, uh, yeah. And then there's just lots of uh, pumped up press for uh, the year Valiant with the new books coming out with that. So I know there's been some uh, interviews and whatnot come out. With uh, the Book of Shadows, EXO, and what was that other big one that was coming out? Oh, Bloodshot. Bloodshot. So, so pumped up for all of them. Yeah. Um, sorry, just trying to do something in the background, so I'm not so talkative, so I apologize for that. Dang. Um, yeah, you know, like, it, it was kind of neat, you know, like, I think it's one of the things that's kind of hard for us sometimes with doing these episodes is just, like, there's not enough new. There's not enough stuff to do for like an hour if we only get like one book. So, um, I'm glad that we got three. <laughs> it makes for a little bit better of a discussion, you know. Um, which you know, right now that's the full lineup, you know. Yep. But uh, yeah, you know, excited to actually you know talk about some of these books. Nice. Yeah, there's yeah. some good books coming out, and uh, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know the news. I didn't follow the news really much this month. Um, there's, you know, NFT stuff that's happening, and a pre a prequel to Armor Clads um, that you know things like that. When it's, I don't know, that stuff kind of can get me for a loop every once in a while. But um, yeah, outside of that, all four. Uh, all for having, uh, yeah, new stuff. But yeah, I, I wish that they would produce that stuff to everybody so we would be able to see that armor clads. At least say it's going to come out in a collected edition or something at that point. Um, yeah, it just gets frustrating. I, yeah, I you know I just I hate as a reader thinking like I don't get the whole story as a dedicated fan because I don't take part in something that. You know, I don't have the privilege to do, you know, mm -hmm. um, the NFT stuff. I mean, it is what it is, but I just think like it's it's such a divisive thing within the community. And I just don't think the way to really like get people pumped up about it is to be like, hey, by the way, there's a book we put out. And if you don't do the if you don't support the NFT side, then there's there's material that you're going to miss, you know. And I haven't looked into this too much. So I can't. It's hard to sit there and, and complain a whole lot. But I, I, I'm just like, oh, man, like, I don't want to miss a page of any of this stuff, you know? Like, It, it is. I want to get that stuff, you know? And as much as that frustrates me, I actually jumped on to um, the Twitter. They had a Twitter, like, fan chat thing that they were doing. And once we got on, they actually gave a shout-out to Get Valiant right away and Hoodoo. And I thought that was super cool that they did something like that. Um you know, so that they were still like, hey, you know, who do and get value? Go check those guys out. They're talking about the books, you know, and it was just a random Twitter um, stream that they were doing. So I, I thought that was pretty cool of them. Um, yeah. But 
I do wish that we could get stuff. Yes, it is a lot of the Legends of Geomancer. It's also like the 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 donuts that are coming out that you have to go to a con to specifically get. It is some <laughs> bad idea stuff that's happening. And I think right now would be a time to not do some bad idea stuff when some are frustrated about the jumping through hoops. And then when you add the NFT items and stuff like that, that's to me on the same note <laughs> to a degree. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like the big problem is like, just let's just make things so easy. Let's just make things easy. You know, like I feel like we're people are starting to be positive about the books again. Um, and I mean, look, I've always liked the books, you know, for the most part, you know, but I do understand that I'm not like every other fan, you know, I mean, like some you people loved are, rising spirit. You had great reviews. <laughs> You know, with the exception of Rising Spirit and X, the last EXO and Roku, yeah. I've been pretty happy, yeah. you know. But I'm just saying, like, I've just heard, like, a lot of the old-timers starting to come back and be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, these new books look great. And, oh, I love these lineups that we're getting on some of these books. And they're really getting behind Colin on Shadow Man. Just think, like, why do something like that where, like, people are like, they can't get it, you know? Like, not everyone can have that. So. Hopefully, like yep. we're saying, hopefully this stuff gets put in like a trade or a deluxe edition or something. Yep. But I, it just kind of rubs me a little bit like the wrong way too. Where it's just like, come on, man! Like I can't do these things, you know. And that's a problem. I mean, speaking of bad ideas, you know, it's like I can't sit there like in a pandemic and go wait five hours for a stupid button, you know. <laughs> and like that shit kind of rubbed me the wrong way too, you know. Where it's like. Don't, don't do things that make things difficult. Just be cool, you know? Like, if you're a small publisher, maybe you have to do things like that. I don't know. But come on. Yep. Just saying. Yep. Well, sorry it rubs you the wrong way instead of the right way, because I know you like it the right way. I um, love it the right way. Right. Okay. And that's the stranger. And that's what <laughs> happens. So... We're going to get into some cool things there because we know, uh, you know, we got three books to talk about. You want to just jump in, you know, kind of. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Head head in. Let's kind of go within that thing there. Um, yeah. Oh, man, we might not. Maybe we can. Hopefully we can see these things. So go to. Oh, man. Chrome has lost per permission to share my screen gads. well we got links and we got cool things and oh man so that kind of stinks um i'm not gonna get out of the chat just to do that so unfortunately we're not gonna have some visual aids in the normal way we normally do with some slides but we are gonna do this Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We're going to spoil the crap out of these books. Um, what I got up first on my end is Shadow Man. So, Shadow uh, Man number seven. Number seven. This one is written by Colin Bunn, art by John Davis. Huh? No, it's not. Why did they Why did they submit that? That's weird. In the preview thing, they have, a, they have it written by John Davis Hunt here. But Pedro um, Andreo. It is Pedro Andreo. And I believe colors are still Jordi Belair. Letters by Clayton Cow. Um, cover by John Davis Hunt. Well, the interior says Pedro Andreo. Yeah, it does. But if you look at the uh, preview email they send for the that, it gives us the wrong name. Oh, come on, Valiant. But Pedro Andreo, Jordi Belair, Clayton Klaus. Um, John Davis Hunt does do the uh, A cover. And then we got the uh, pretty cool, uh, what is it, The Shining, the Dan uh, Brinton cover with uh, Punk Bombo? Yes. And, and Christian Ward. Oh, again, like, I feel like every time we do one of these episodes to talk about Shadow Man, I could just gush all over how great these horror covers are. But, and as much as I, and I actually thought number, was it number five that was The Thing? Like, yeah. that was my favorite one until this number seven with Punk Mambo coming through the door like Jack Nicholson. Here's Johnny. Yeah, love awesome it. cover. Yeah, that 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 is uh, pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm gonna go for that too. I did love the co cover. I thought that that was cool. Um, I still like that John Davis Hunt's in involved with the book because his art was great on those first uh, the first arc. Um, but now we're getting into this new one, and we're really into Shadow Man's head, or we're basically only in Shadow Man's head. 
uh, when it comes to any type of dialogue in this book at all. It's complete caption narrative from Jack. Yeah, so this was kind of a weird issue, I thought, personally, because, yeah, the entire scope of this issue is just like Jack's um, inside voice, basically, mm -hmm. kind of talking us through how the, the dead side has taken over the, the life side of things. Uh, there's just horrific things all over. And we still have Punk Mambo and the abettors and everybody else fighting the stuff. Jack's still kind of trying to psych himself up to do it. But, um, you know, it was just odd. But there was some cool things in this. You know, it was cool to see, um, like, Galad. Like, we see Eternal Warrior. We saw Livewire, Bloodshot. Ninjack. Uh, yeah. Ninjack. Dr. Mirage. Exo. Yeah. So we – it was one of those kind of – it was kind of like a smaller – I, I, I kind of tie it back to Incursion. Like, Incursion, when that book was kind of getting crazy and we started seeing some people pop up in that book for a couple pages, there's a couple – there's just like a two-page – of, of seeing these people, but it just reminds you, like, hey, like, it's a Shadow Man book, but we also exist in a larger universe full of characters. So that was nice to see, you know. Um, I wish we could have seen a little bit more of them, though, personally. But it does kind of make you feel like the scope of what's going on is very grand in scale. It, it definitely does. And, you know, I think that sometimes that's good when you're publishing more books is that you can show that in the other books but um i am glad that they are kind of making it not just an isolated event you know that it is if you're gonna have dead side kind of cover the world the earth you might as well make sure that you enter everything in the earth that's there um to kind of show this because all the blights everywhere are happening um dead side taking human form and um I always enjoy when we get uh, Boso Kablamin involved and we actually get to hear the name. We get to see the name. Um, we get to see kind of him and Jack kind of go at it a little bit. The thing I didn't like is I think we got to kind of whiny Jack a little bit again. Like, I don't want to be a warrior. I want to be a priest. And that, that kind of was like, I thought we moved past that, but we kind of, you know, I know we're kind of doing the hero's tale of not wanting to do it and then coming out to do it. And but whiny Jack is just not I, this is a Jack I want to move past, and I felt like we got a little bit of him again this this uh, this issue. I, I totally agree with that. I kind of felt like this entire run has been like, look, he's he's not in that place anymore. Like he's kind of accepted who he is, and he knows what his responsibilities are as like this person who uh, keeps these things in check. So I, I did think that was kind of like a weird, like, step back, you know? Like, I get, like, maybe he's never been in this big of a situation before. Mm -hmm. But it just felt like, come on, man. Like, we've done this before. What's the point of – what is even the point of having, like, this kind of, like, emotional breakdown right. of sorts, you know? Or to but, be, like, so call out, like, the world doesn't need a warrior. It needs a priest. It needs a priest. I'm going to be a priest. Like, I'm sorry, but when you say the word priest, my nose cringes and I, you know – I put my kids in their room and lock the door. You know, it's, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's sorry. Sorry for Catholicism on that, but it's just kind of what it is. Yeah. But no, no, the, the story's cool with a lot of the characters. I'm still getting that. Um, I do think Jack does show up that he's trying to be a little bit more like, you know, embracing of, of the, the shadow Loa, which is cool. That was kind of one of the things that I was the little trope with him that I kind of was ready to get over. And that still moved past there. But sometimes it's just I want to see kick-ass Jack, you know, go to kick-ass. But I do maybe some more internal of, like, this is going to be a big fight. This is why I'm trying not to fight. I'm trying to be smart about it. And I, I don't quite feel like we're getting that strategic element of it. But it's still, I don't know. I like that Jack kind of got in some blows with with Deadside. Mm -hmm. uh, he cut her arm off. That was cool. I thought that, yeah, I was like, okay, like, you know, it shows a little bit of vulnerability with the character and and, and that it, it can, you know, she can take damage, you know. but And maybe she doesn't quite know the scope of, like, what she's capable of yet. But she grew that shit back right away, too, though. Yeah, yeah she grew it back. Um you know, ultimately, I just think, like, this was just such a odd kind of, like, 
I don't know. It was just kind of like weird content, I guess, like for where we're at with the story to have like a, an, like a, a Jack who's not like a shy man, not sure of himself, only his voice. Like it didn't, it didn't feel like it moved any of the other characters around too much. You know I mean? We got to see like a cool two page spread of like some other characters in the bat universe, some of the bigger names, you know, yeah. although Shadow Man is just as big, I think, you know, than I as agree. some of those. I don't, I don't know if there's an Exo Man War Day anywhere, but there was a Shadow Man Day in like New Orleans. So come on. New Orleans. New Orleans. So, <laughs> one of the things that I think this is the reconnection of Punk Mambo and, and Punk Mambo, Punk Mambo and Shadow Man in this, in this issue. Um, I don't believe that they met in the last issue. And I yeah. feel like not having this dialogue of, hey, there you are, good to see you, screw you, whatever it may be, like that left a little bit, you know, happening, you know, left a little bit to be desired because it is the reconnection of, you know, a, you know, Punk Mambo connected and then also bringing the abettors and Alyssa with this. And, um, you know, I... We're going to see more. We're probably going to see Eternal Warrior. We're going to see Dr. Mirage eventually. And, you know, who knows? Because um, we know the Book of Shadow kind of has them in there. So, but uh, yeah, ultimately, move the story along, gets to the next piece, and it's preparing us for something bigger. We know that. Yeah. So, so I think, like, score-wise, I'm – I'm a little down on this one just because I did think like having a whole issue where it's just kind of Jack's narration um, definitely left me wanting a lot more from the story. Um, but it was cool to see the other characters in the universe. It's cool to see Jack and Deadside mix it up. Uh, but with this one, I'm actually coming in like at about 3.5, you know, not necessarily bad in scope of the entire story overall. I mean, like, you know, sometimes you have to have that issue that sets up the end that sets up the finale. But I just thought, like, mm, we've been doing such great stuff. This, this was a step back, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, God, I hate it when we're, like, on the same kind of thought wave, too. Um, you know, 3.55, I'll give it a, maybe your 3.45. <laughs> I don't know if I'm below you or under you on this. Um, that's horrible. But I, I, I agree with what you said, you know. But I do think we got um, the highlight of this was Pedro. I, I do think when you slow it down and you look at the panels and see what's going on with the art and really kind of pay attention to that, it's telling a really cool story with that. Oh, um, yeah. So in my head, I would love to see this script of some of the things that's being said within this action that's happening because there there's a lot of, you know, underlying dialogue within that. And I think that's kind of the cool things that it's these fight scenes Um that we are getting to see some really cool action that's happening. And, and that's, that's what I loved about it. I did like that a lot. Um, and I, I understand it just feels like a setup, a setup issue, um, you know, that didn't have a whole lot into it, you know, for lasting, but I do feel like it was, a. It, yeah, I'm right there with you. So I uh, still, it was a step back, but it wasn't like a fall off the oh. cliff. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. And I and I feel like sometimes, like, gosh, I, I we get talk about these books and I forget to talk about the artists. Like, yeah, like, Pedro killed it on this issue. Like, there was great visuals throughout the book, you know, and kind of neat to see him draw some other characters, you know, that we don't normally see a whole lot of. It's like, oh, man, what about, like, Pedro and Roku and Dr. Mirage and things like that, you know? Like, come on. Hmm. Some, good, some good thoughts right there. So Absolutely. So... We're getting more, and then we got some see some more product placement with the Shadow Man necklace. So, I did. Yeah, I got it. I like it. So it's cool. Who? What do we got next? We got some more good stuff coming. Let me get to the right one. Let's do. Let's talk about Harbinger. Harbinger number six. You know that is. Let's see if they got the the names right on this or that I got this. Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing doing the writing. Robbie Rodriguez on art. Rico Renzi on colors. And Hassan Ostami Alou doing the letters. So, number six. We got to see at the very end, number five, we got to see uh, Pete run into Faith. And we get to see more of that connection of uh, those two rekind rekindling their connection. 
Um, <laughs> it, it, and I think that was a good part of this, you know, like Faith came back because she thought it was someone kind of copying what Pete's visuals is, and they get to kind of have that talk about it's him, he's back, you know, and here's what he's doing, and here's why he's here. And, uh, you know, I really like that. You know, I like it, like as much as I hate sometimes people just talking, <laughs> um, I thought that part of it was good. You know, like I, I felt like it was finally like we got like the honest Pete who's able to kind of tell Faith like some honesty, like he, he's just kind of being down to earth, you know, and I feel like we would never, we didn't really get a whole lot of that for a long time with him. And, uh, and then, Hey, you know, Faith shows up there in Syot town and she's pretty popular, you know, people like her, you know, and there's lots of callbacks to, uh, the, the, um, Chris Cantwell, is that his name or the, Oh, Chris Chriswell. Chris Chriswell's right. I'm thinking of yeah, Chris Chriswell sucks. <laughs> yes, yeah. he does. So that was kind of cool, you know. And like, and like again, you know, like I, I feel like sometimes these really small moments like that that call back. It's nice to have these things rec like recognized, just to be like, okay, we know that these characters exist in a bigger universe, you know. Dude, Colin, oh. Colin, and Jackson kicked butt on that. May I say in this, there was lots of really respecting the prior continuity mm -hmm. um and there was lots of call outs to some items that have happened throughout this whole throughout the original harbinger run and what valiant's produced since 2012 like it really had some great call outs with it yeah so i mean like i just think sometimes we we miss that you know where it was like oh where does bloodshot take place at where's exo at you know like where's where are all these things kind of um, working at you know so we definitely know that happens. And then when you kind of think that like things couldn't go bad, um, the renegade showed up, which I thought that like single inch, uh, single image him just kind of materializing that was awesome. And, you know, he does his thing. He gets, he takes control of Titan again and makes him kind of lose control. And, and then we see this weird, the mysterious blam guy, um, William, I remember his first name was William. Shoot, shoot, um, shoot Peter with his hand, and then like the bullet's not quite like a bloody wound, but instead it's like it looks like it's something more mental. And I can't wait to know exactly what it is he does because it seems like it's got to be something kind of cool. I mean, so far everything's been really interesting with this title, so I'm hoping. I'm, I doubt I'm going to be let down. It's just going to be some like headache he gives him or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I I'm loving the callback. I am I really like like you said the dialogue and just the people talking, and I think it makes sense in this manner because I think that's something that Faith would be doing, right? I think that's true to her character to like, okay, talk to me. You know, I'm pissed off at you, you're a jerk, but yet let's go flying together. Um, I feel like that's very true to her character, and um, you know, and I do think like you're getting like Pete kind of submitting and really being. To, it's part of the the redemption story of Pete, right? It it really is is making amends to those that he's wounded, and some of that is letting down to folks like like Faith, who had a lot of faith in Pete, <laughs> and uh, so I, I I do dig that, and I think that's something that's needed. I think it's it's where the story makes sense to go to. Um, Syot City's pretty cool. Young ago. Um, you're getting a lot of these cool CC, these characters that are really doing some cool things. Um, and like you said, it was really cool to see Renegade show up. <sighs> yes. I do right. think, kind of I do think yeah. I was going to say, I just think this is the kind of book where sometimes you need a, a minute to get caught up and have the characters kind of interact a little bit more, you know, like mm -hmm. it's not so, it's not quite as hectic as say like Shadow Man or like Shadow Man, it makes you feel like it's the end of the world going on, you know, like something like almost biblical. Whereas here it's like, it's, it is contained to a smaller area, but there's so much more going on in those characters' lives, you know, like, you know, Pete just has a lot of things he has to atone for, but also like, you know, he had so many people around him that had his back that, you know, he still hasn't really, he hasn't reached out to and, and caught up with, you know, or even like, you know, kind of set like the precedent of what he's trying to be about. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, like sometimes it's, it's, it's lame to be like, oh, I like it. I like that they talk. <laughs> but like in this case, I'm like, yeah, they need to, they need to talk, you know, they, I think like right. 
just to have like respect for the, the previous tales of these characters have kind of gone through. You well, know, it's like if you history. look at one of the biggest characters, right, is Batman, right? And some to me, some of the best parts of Batman is when he's back and forth with Penny uh, with Pennyworth, right? When he's in the Batcave having some of these, you know, strategic tells and like learning who he is as Bruce Wayne or managing the two. Um, I, I do think sometimes within the quiet time, I think you were saying like when it's not chaotic and there's things going on, sometimes there's quiet time in it. And it is good to kind of gather that for character development um, to gather, you know, how they actually relate versus, okay, cool. Something's happening all the time. Um, yeah. I, I go for that. And uh, yeah, it's uh, and then yeah, Pete getting shot in the head with some like, you know, watercolor paint, it, you know, and we'll see, we'll see. Psychedelic. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. And we'll, I want to see who else may show up. I want to see that there might be something else. Um, you know, it's always good, but it's cool that we got faith in it. Um, because I think that those two, to those two to a core are your, 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 your harbingers. Um, you know, you still have Chris, you know, you still have torque, your favorite, um but you know if they don't catch up it's okay you know maybe maybe um maybe titan can just maybe next issue we get one panel where titan steps on him just and he's just like my my torque what's he so, gonna be like in a bed not be able to do anything oh wait he already is <laughs> come on uh i don't want to be an ableist like that he could he can be torque he can be like yeah. you know his tough version i don't i'm not looking to pick on like a Person yeah. can't defend himself. So let's and, make him torque. He yeah. gets stepped on. He's done. And Sean and Sean's, you know, on the chat saying some good things. To, I mean, some 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 viable things that make sense. It's like saying he's not digging the costume, and and I really think the costume is directed towards you know an audience that's not necessarily us um, to try to gather to gain people in because it's part of you know superhero is having you know that type of costume i dig the yellow hoodie i thought that was cool. the yellow hoodie and jeans was cool with me um what you got from the original um or or the blue and white you know old harbinger vest but well we've had we've had two previous series to this and pete never really had a superhero persona to visual right so like i understand like where someone can come from and be like you know what i don't really like that he has to have a costume or he has to have a suit I get that because we didn't have that before, you know, like that is certainly a change to the character, but I don't think it's bad. I mean, as far as superhero costumes go, um, I think that if, if it was Robbie Rodriguez who designed it, I think he did a good job. He, it's it's yeah. a good visual, you know, it's just, I do understand that it kind of feels out of place because he hasn't had it before. Yeah. And then you mentioned, and then Sean goes on. Yeah. All, the other characters too, some similar to like Blam or whatever. To me, like I think I was telling Josh offline that this reminds me a little bit of East of West, like, a, you know, just a character that you would have gotten out of that. Um, and yeah, it's just a, an interesting looking take of a villain. And the weird part about it is that there's to a degree, there's such look quick little similarities to Renegade that it kind of throws you off. Like, I think they need to have them a little bit more differentiated. Because sometimes I take double takes and make sure, like, wait, is that Blam or is that Renegade there? Um, you know, just to be able to, to fight, decipher them easier from page to panel. Um, yeah. And then I think you also, with Titan, too, Titan's got that similar color tone to some of them, too. Even though he has the big eyeballs off to the side, you can't <laughs> actually tell the difference. But tone-wise, it's so similar. So Yeah. Um. You know, overall, I thought the art was great in this. Um, I'm, I'm liking everything with Harbinger. I know, like, a, like maybe like a week or two ago, some people on, on our Get Valiant Facebook page were like, not digging the book, and that's fair, you know. But I'm, I'm really digging what's going on with this. You know, I'm, I'm real happy with it. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, this is a good step forward for the characters, especially for Pete. You know, right? Getting Pete in a good place. So I'm gonna give this one a solid four. You know, I mean. Um, I want to go a little higher, so I'm kind of like, oh, should I go higher, should I not? And and what's kind of holding me back is I want to see what your score is a little bit. You, know? <laughs> you quit giving your score. I, mean, I would, I would, I would even I say I would go like a 4.25 on this, but, you know. Okay, good. Say. Good. I'm glad you're going to go 4.25 because I'm going to go 4 because I don't want to be the same. Okay. Um, it, but, yeah, well, great book. It's, I'm loving it. It's, yeah. it. it's solid story, right? Like, you know, um, 
it's not the worst Harbinger book we've had. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, again, you could always compare it to Dysart, not fair, but it's, it's, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And it's trying to make up for some of Harbinger Wars too, which is kind of nice. And I do like seeing that they're trying to utilize some of that to, you know, make something out of it. Right. To, yeah. You know, to what's the old saying, like make lemonade out of your lemons. Right. And I, I feel like they're, they're trying to do that. And that, and I, I see that and I appreciate that. That way it's not all just throwaway um, or just forgot about, or just, you know, we just glanced over that. Um, I would say, I, though, I, like, yeah. as far as, like, Harbinger Wars 2 goes, I did think Pete had some cool moments there, at least, you know? I mean, yeah, I yeah. I don't love it, <laughs> but, like, I mean, that's, I was going to say, that's another book where I'm like, oh, man, Harbinger Wars 2, I didn't love it. But yeah, we did get some cool Pete with that, you know? Yeah, and, and then I we see Jim in the chat saying that he, he wishes Pete would just take some uh, responsibilities for his mistakes, and I feel like that's what we're getting from this. You know, he's owning up to that to Pete or to, to faith. Uh, you know, there's that image. I wish I could show it right now, but I can't have ability to is where he's like, you know, kind of like on his knees and she's above him. And he's kind of like, you know, kick my ass if you want type of thing. Like I'll take punch. It's what I need. You know, it's um, I've screwed up. Um, so I hope we will continue to see that. I, I agree. I hope that there's continued peace to that. And uh, he still tries to make amends and, like you said, own up to his responsibility of the crap he's done. Um, there's still a lot to be done there. So, and sometimes, you know, with some of the unspeakables that he did in the very early days of, you know, Valiant 2012, um, you know, I, I usually think that sometimes it's it's not for him; it's for the other person. You know, is where that mm -hmm. happens, and that would be not cool of him to or anybody to, you know, try to make peace because that's what he wants at that. It wow. should be about whoever the wrong was done to, to make peace for them on what they need. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good book. Good book. Good book. Yeah. And next up we got a, another number one. Yeah. Our last this one was a surprise when this was announced. Um, because, you know, I think we have been, you know, people have been wanting our Marines. You know, there had been a, a uh, Psylords that happened up in space. And now we're getting a, uh, we're getting a, a new little group with these mechs, armor clads. Yeah. Number one, written by, and, and so this two uh, is the one that was alluded to early on a couple years ago, maybe two years now, actually, when David Wall, the editor, this was one of the things that David Wall was really working on. And David really never got to see any of his work uh, come to print. Um, but this was one of the things that he had a big hand into. So I really wanted to give some shout out to David Wall. COVID played a big role into there. And, you know, they, uh, creator trying to put something together. And uh, looks like Audrey Meeker and Rob Levin, Rob, the executive editor, put something together to have this still come out. So I know we're not getting final witness, but at least we're getting David's armor clads. Um, written by J.J. O'Connor with Brian Bucoletto, uh, Manuel Garcia on pencils. Inker was Raul Fernandez. Colors, Rex Lucas. Letter, Dave Sharp. Covers by Bagas Hutoma. And, Mark, and a variant cover by Marco... Masterazzo and Strava. Jeremy Roberts, Kiel Nguyen and Levo. I'm sorry, I'm butchering everybody's name, but you guys rock. Livio Ramondelli. Ramondelli. So I, I dig this A cover. I think it really has a cool picture of uh, what you're getting with these characters. Um, but really, to a degree, this is a – they're basically working prisoners – or if I had to summarize to give some people some spoilers of what I believe, you know, it's it's almost like a little bit of Bad Ideas Tankers with um, some Dune mining the pier, you know, mining mining something in a town and uh, Super Troopers. <laughs> it's really it's like if you were to mash, you know, mechs with Dune and Super Troopers, this is what you would get and robocop ish i don't know um but yeah you got some basically kid slaves that are in mech suits they're mining uh basically this mineral 
out of this country, Zeru, Zanu, and um, they're Zeru, Zeru, no. and basically they're they're basically pushed around by other pe- adults in mech suits, and um, they're on a planet filled with uh, spider scorpion thingies, not the vine. And um, they're pretty uh, violent and uh, they kind of turn on their oppressors and kind of try to run and do their own thing. So yeah. I, they did remind me a little bit, I don't not turning anyone's hopes up, but these spider things did kind of remind me of the old school Valiant spider aliens a little bit. I was like, Oh man, like awesome. And I want to say we saw some, we saw like something kind of similar at the very end of 4001, when New Japan crashed to Earth, and you see all this stuff kind of break out, you see like something that looked kind of like one of those things, like get loose. Not saying it's the first appearance, but I just remember back then, we're like, oh, what? That one thing looks like a spider alien, too. <laughs> so, we got one of these things. And this story kind of focuses on, I mean, there's a, there's quite a few of these people who are in these like mech suits. I actually want to say power armor, like throw it out to fall out. But, uh, you know, they're in like these these suits, you know, for mining and all that. And uh, there's three main people. There's Paris, Sam, and Leela. Yeah, I believe so. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so they're the three main ones. And it's not a bad book. I mean, like, I, I do feel like it could be a little bit more, like, something a little bit more could have stood out with that dialogue a little bit, you know? But as far as like what happened in it, like it was pretty, it was pretty cool, you know. And I love the fact that we got to see more of Manuel Garcia. I, I had always loved yeah. what he did on Bloodshot, and I look at his art and I'm like, man, is it the same guy almost? But like the art's still good, you know. I just think like maybe it was inked a little bit differently back in the 2012, you know, what he was doing. But uh, it seems like there's definitely like a rival group, you know, because the, the way this issue ended, you know, is like. There's some people outside that want to have a word, you know, with the people inside the dome. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the pure is. I wish I had a better name personally. Like, let's, you know. They want that pure stuff, man. The pure. pure, The uncut, right? Uncut, um, pure. Yep. Straight Colombian. Straight Colombian. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. But, um, you know, I I didn't think it was – I thought it was a good issue. I didn't think it was a great – I don't think it was, like, a great number one, which I think Valiant normally does, like, a really great number one. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't quite there, but um, it was still good, though. And, I I mean, like, there is that part of me, like, I'm definitely one of those people who's like, what, armor clads? Why not armorines? Like, come on, let's get those dudes out, you know? Right. It's something totally different, you know? And the thing I did like about this – is it is something that's growing the universe. It's not necessarily like, you know, let's redo Doctor Tomorrow, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We we've got a brand new territory set up in this Zenu or Zeru or whatever it was called. We can find the book. Yeah, Zeru. Zeru. This is Zenu. But um, you know, like it's it's, it's new territory. You know, what I mean, those are the things that I liked about Cyborgs. That's the things I liked about Eternity. You know, is getting to see some of these new places, these new locales in the universe. How important is this going to be in the long run? I don't know. I don't know how big a deal the armor clads are going to be after this miniseries, you know. But, I mean, like, so far I do like it. I do hope that, like, the dialogue picks up just a little bit, you know. I mean, just in the the sense that, like, we don't really know a whole lot about these characters and their personalities, you know. Well, we got that the the one one who – Spoiler alert, and I have some theories to that. The Sam one, who was the one who was the Joker, the one who was talking, the rebellious one. Yeah. You know? And then you had the more serious one. Let's get the job done. Let's get the mission one. I'm kind of the leader. You know, I'm I'm by the book. And then you had, honestly, which was one of the ones that, I don't know if I normally call it out, but you had the female character who was basically quiet and shut up to the side. And, you know, I felt like that wasn't a good justice to her character because um, it was kind of like just going with it you know just following suit um but yeah you have one of the characters the one who's loud sam he's trying to you know do his own thing when they're mining and he gets fallen off and it's basically like we don't have time to pick him up he's gonna get crushed he's gonna die he's gonna run out of air and you know we got to get more pure quit worrying about him and let's go and so they kind of let this guy die 
I, I mean, I'm spoiler alerting that, you know, there's going to be like some total recall stuff. His eyeballs might pop out and then he's going to come back and get pissed off at everybody. Um, I just feel like we haven't seen the last of him. Um, um, have you ever yeah. seen, hold on. I, I have a theory. It's very wild. Have you ever seen the Ninjago movie Lego Ninjago? No. Okay. Well, I've there's been a- on the ride though. I've been on the ride. The ride's cool. The ride is cool. Um, in the movie, there's a thing where like Garmadon, he's like the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. People that he don't agree, that he doesn't agree with for like whatever reason, he just shoots them out of his volcano, right? And at some point in the movie, like in the middle, it's not a huge part, but they all, all the people that he's fired out of his volcano are, are like teamed up together to like mess with him. I like to think I like to think in a sad way that like everybody who's like outside that dome are people that got left to be eaten or like just abandoned in their own way. Like, sorry, we don't agree with what you're doing. See ya. Right. But um, I mean, who knows really what it is? I like the fact that like when the person got abandoned to you know to suffer his fate, when the one the general or the guy the leader the whatever he, his rank was that then got attacked by like the spider aliens, they were just like. Okay, well, you let one of ours die, you know. Well, oh, oh, darn, we could help you, but you're not. We're, we can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I like it was like some some quick karma, right? Some quick karma happened within that. So yeah, I like they, they they're not perfect characters. I like that. Right. You know, like they're more they're like their moral judgments aren't like you know great. You know, they they kind of see a little bit like eye for an eye. I do yeah. like that. Yeah. You, you know, one of the things that's interesting in this book, and I don't know if you, when you read it, is if you read the the next, they had the next four or five pages of the next issue there in black and white with letters and dialogue. And I feel like if you're going to add that, you might as well finish it. You might as well show a complete piece and have it be part of the book. Because I felt like it made sense to where it was. Um, it was just, I don't know. that I don't know how much, I mean, because I still read it but I, I kind of wish that they would have just had it included with the book period. Like if it was part of the first issue, I didn't look at it. You know, I, I always try to just stay away from the, the previews with doing this, you know, where mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can, I'll come in, I'll read the issue and, and I can have the whole experience in like one read versus like, well, I already read these five pages. I'll just skip them, right. <laughs> which can sometimes happen. So it's like, all right. I gotta, I gotta take everything in fresh as I can. You could say it, 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 it's good. It's, it, it, it flew. It, it was like there was no gap in the issue. Really, it was uh, connected directly to it. Um, but really, like I, I didn't mind this book. I, I, am wishful on what, what there can be done with this. Um, it does seem like just a whole prisoner breaking out of a jail again, uh, but a little different. But the same, but a little different. So. Not quite Psylords, but similar. Yeah, not not quite Psylords. I mean, it does kind of feel like its own thing. It gets its yeah. own little room to breathe with it. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it, but like I do think there's definitely some potential with it. Um, my score on it's going to be kind of run of the mill. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it like a. Yeah. Oh, I want to go like a maybe a four, but like a, maybe like a three point seven five on this one. I mean, I do wish that there's a little bit more to the dialogue on in this book, you know, but, um, you know, it, it's kind of a cool, like sci-fi book, you know, and, you know, not, maybe not quite the world outside our window as Valiant is sometimes known as, but, uh, maybe another galaxy far away, you know, and I'd like to see, I'd like to see kind of how this ties into the larger universe a little bit more too, you know, cause I kind of feel like, like Britannia was like one of those books where like we got it and it was like, it was cool, but it didn't really ever really tie in anything, you know? And people were always just like, when's Galad going to show up or, you know, something like that, you know, like when's, right. when are we going to get like Armstrong in the background drinking and whoring, you know, we never well, got this one stuff. is, when are we going to tie that into the new EXO coming out? Right. Yeah. Coming to this, you know, future planet, you know, hey, yeah. speaking of that. And I mean, this is a little bit off the, the beaten subject, but like there's an excellent, exo visual at the very back of this book in the compass points by pete woods and uh i've met pete woods he's an awesome guy he did deadpool many years ago mm-hmm. and uh that image of exo that he drew is pretty rad like get that guy in the Valiant universe man get him do an arc or something because he's a he's a very talented artist what what did you give the score on this 
I was like a, I think I was like a 3.75. 3.75? Yeah. God, I'm, I'm very similar to this, right? Because like I feel like it was probably, I think I'll put it right where I put Shadow Man, really. Because um, it really is a first issue. It's really going to depend on what, what the bigger picture looks like uh, with the other issues. So I, I think I'll be right a little bit below it, three point five, which still isn't bad, um, yes. but it's just saying like I need to see more. Like I I, I need to see more. I want to see more of it. Um, you know, um, it was a cool, quick read. It was a quick, fast read, um, but it was, yeah. I, I think like this cover tells gives the the uh, a cover kind of gives away a little bit when you see them all in handcuffs and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like it gives away a little bit of what not necessarily happened in the first issue, maybe what's happening in the second, right? I feel like yeah. they kind of—it's such a cool image. I get why they wanted that to be the A cover, but uh, it looks like it's something that's probably going to be kind of come up in uh, maybe issue number two. Yeah, I liked all the covers. Um, they're all great. I didn't get too much of a look at like the the one in two fifty. I don't think I've seen one of those yet. Oh, like it's the middle one that has uh, like the square box that has the pier in it and it's kind of lit up by it. I do remember seeing that, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen one yet. But um, yeah, I like all the covers, you know. I I thought the same thing of Harbinger too and and, and Shadow Man too, you know, obviously. But like all the covers have been looking great and uh, Armor Class no no different. So, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So is there anything else we need to discuss? Oh, man. You know, we'll see what happens more with these, right? We'll come yeah. out with more. Um, I'm not sure what's on the table for the coming months or the coming month uh, with Valiant. I do know that we might be seeing a new Shadow Man character coming really soon. Um, I think in the next issue or so that we'd want to look at. And uh, if you're a speculator type of thing or a key issue cat collector, that that might be a shadow man you want to pick up. So yeah. Um, shadow man number eight may have something that may connect into the shadow. book of shadows. So this next book's on the 13th, April 13th might be, might be one to maybe put your hands on. Was that information from that, uh, that article? Yeah. Colin, I, kind of, I didn't get a chance to read it. My day was just so hectic. I shared it, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna read this." Didn't get to read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my day just didn't work out that way. For April, April 13th, we got Shadow Man number eight. Uh, Armor Clads number two, April 20th. That's like uh, next week. 420. Uh, April 27th, we got Harbinger number seven. Um, and then, man, May 4th, May the fourth be with you with some Archer and Armstrong. Very awesome. Very awesome. That's pretty cool that that's what four weeks back to back to back of books, right? I uh, I like that. I like yeah, that's that. A, that's a good feeling. That's a reason to go to your shop every week. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. yep. Well, are we down to our last order of business? Last order of business, last order of business. Um, I believe it's a golden opportunity for a Harbinger. Yeah. So, you know, we... The, the fine folks at Valiant were like, hey, why don't you give somebody a gold book? You know, we're like, okay, we'll do it. And we've kind of had like some shenanigans the last couple of episodes where try to do it, couldn't do it, had some real life get in the way like about an hour before like one of them. Um, I want to say like the last time we were going to do it, I was supposed to, I was, I had everything lined up to pick my wife up from the airport early in the day. And then she was like, oh no, my flight is five hours late and you have to pick me up at eight o'clock at night when we do this. So, mm-hmm. so then I was like, well, how are we going to do this? You know, cause we've kind of messed it up. So I went off our chat today and I went off a couple of announcements that we had in our Facebook group. Uh, one of them was the actual uh, stream yard that we had for the original from the last episode. And then another thing that I put in there. So I've got a handful of names. Ooh. The hats. For the hat, so we do it. Cool. We're not doing. We're not doing these internet. That's all like a pyramid scheme. Um, We do old-fashioned American-made paper with a pencil. So uh, it's just the best way to do it. If fate likes you, 
It'll re- re- it will reward you. So, okay, I've fumbled this round and uh, oh, two of them are stuck together. Scott Bloom is our winner. Yes. Congratulations. You are a winner with the gold book. Hopefully you can be a winner in life, right? That's what we're always hoping for. <laughs> and uh, keep going on, right? So, But this is the first step for many things. It's like landing on the moon. So congratulations. <laughs> one small step for Scott. One small step for Scott. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's great, you know. And, um, and, and uh, you know. I love doing the giveaways, you know, and I'm currently cleaning out my collection. I actually just sent Scott some stuff like a month ago, which is crazy. So oh, it's, nice. certainly, it's certainly favorable. Scott's got some good luck. Take it to the casino, bet it on black. That's all I'm going to tell you. But uh, Boom. we'll see what else we can do. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to clean out my, my comic book collection. I've got lots of extra books and uh, – We'll, we'll see what kind of fun stuff we can do like in the future, you know. I lo- I, I don't mind giving stuff away. I don't mind mailing stuff out. So, cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, it was fun, and it was great. And there's these new background music things on the show, so um, it really makes me feel like we're gonna you know to divulge some great information or words of wisdom but you're damn wrong that's not I, th- I thought your music was gonna be a little bit slower i was like oh man it's like the slow jams like Hoosiers about to get romantic after this episode ends um <laughs> only if that's what you want <laughs> i feel like we've accomplished what we were trying to get done <laughs> you know it, it, it happens it happens y'all um but nonetheless it was fun, and uh, we're gonna be back in a couple weeks to talk about some more. We certainly got valiant with this episode. I'll tell you that. You know, we got valiant, right? Yeah. And hopefully, you continue to get valiant. So, yeah. let us know, like, subscribe, do that fun jam, leave a comment, share it, tell your neighbors, tell everybody you know. Yeah, not about the books, but about get valiant. That's yep, it. that's it. The books too, if you want. Yeah. All right. Should send out cards and people go put them in the middle of their Valiant books that they they at their stores. That'd be fun. Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. Word of mouth works where it great. I used to do that at the library back in the early days of the show. <laughs> nice. I had a flyer, and the flyer would go in every Valiant book. <laughs> and then, <laughs> great idea. And then I had at the time I had bought a bunch of stuff from uh, Hastings when they're going out of business. Mm-hmm. So I had a giant stack of the the Hastings variant for for Faith, the trade paperback, and I gave those away to people who contacted me. <laughs> That's cool. We did fun giveaways back then, man. Eh? Yeah, we'll get some more. Yeah, we'll get some more. So, all right. All right. Well, appreciate you all for jumping on. Thanks for joining the chat. And uh, yeah, do that valiant thing. We'll see. Get you down with it. <laughs>